Ladies and gents, this is your host, Rebel, back again as a Ponzi farmer, episode number three. In the first episode, I talked about my journey to the United States as an immigrant. I talked about getting into debt. In the second one, I talked about the Indian marketing journey, fake gurus, getting job scammed and all that. In this episode, I'll talk about my crypto journey, which started about two and a half years ago. A crypto journey as an investor plus a content creator. I was documenting behind the scenes stuff on YouTube and I'm here to just give it to you. Two and a half years of shenanigan. I'll give it to you in the next 40 minutes to an hour condensed, ladies and gents. And I bet you'll find it useful. So you don't get into trouble or get wrecked in the next run. Because often history repeats itself. And I will be mentioning quite a few names, top YouTubers. Unfortunately, I have to. I'm not here to defame anybody. A few hours ago, I found out Zach XBT, very well-known detective, next to CoffeeZilla. Someone filed a lawsuit, a million-dollar so-called lawsuit. Some alleged scammer who scammed millions of dollars, so-called, filed a lawsuit. Ladies and gents, when was the last time you heard or seen an honest guy with integrity and principles literally had to file a defamation lawsuit. When was the last time? I don't remember. Rare. Maybe one person, two person. I don't know. And this reminds me of this Atozi and BitBoy lawsuit. Bragged so much, at the end he pulled the plug. Same thing is happening most likely. Just getting media attention. And it, it, it probably will backfire. When you have the IRS, the regulators, and Gary Gensler, and all these people right now, SEC... This is the worst time to do this kind of stuff. But anyways, I'll let them handle it. So I'm not here to defame anybody. And unfortunately, I have to talk about Elliot Trades because, and yes, you have heard me talk about Elliot Trades a lot, Superfarm. And today, I want to close the chapter once and for all. Maybe once in a while, I'll mention the future because he hasn't stopped doing whatever. If they stop doing the shady thing, I will stop calling them out. But if it keeps going on, and if I see people getting hurt, it's, it's my moral obligations to actually take a stand and spread awareness. And that's what I was doing. But I can only do to some extent because I also have my cats and myself to feed, right? I got to pay my bills. I can't just keep chasing them and be a vigilant. So I'll just do this once and for all. Leave it out there. Let the universe do its part. Give it to whoever needs to listen to and whatsoever. And that's it, okay? And this entire story, what I'm going to tell you, none of them, none of the stuff is made up. Everything to the T, raw. I'm not going to add anything extra, unnecessary, nope. Everything as it is, I've documented behind the scene. And yes, it's irony that Alex Becker from Intermarketing kind of connects to Elio Trades, who I happen to discover throughout my journey. And he was the first one that I discovered in the crypto space. And that's exactly what happened. So again, I might forget a few things as usual because I don't have a script. And in that case, I will do a follow-up. I'll probably include the information in the next one. All right, ladies and gents, it's authenticity over perfection. Okay, so bear with me and watch, listen till the end, because I bet this is going to be helpful for you. Okay, so you're in the next bull run, allegedly, because history often repeats itself, right? You don't, you make the right decision, take precautions and don't get wrecked. All right, so let's actually begin, ladies and gents. I started 2021. Prior to that, I got into crypto. While I was in the internet marketing field, there were a lot of internet marketing dudes out there. I was providing services, consulting and all that, and they were paying me through Bitcoin. And that was quite some time back. Nobody wanted to hold Bitcoin at that moment because crypto was kind of vague. So nobody kind of believed in it, all right? So I was accumulating a tiny amount of it. And that's when I got interested 
in the crypto space overall. So I thought, let's actually check it out. What's the deal? That's when I opened a Coinbase account back in 2017. Coinbase, Binance, and that's how it got started. KuCoin, etc. All right. There's really not much to talk about in that case. But the interesting part is when I started as a content creator, as a YouTuber, crypto YouTuber. That was 2021. And it's, it, that's when it gets crazier, all right? So just a few months prior to that, during the COVID times, right? About October, November 2020, I was on Discord. I don't exactly remember which Discord or which server, which room, but I happened to find a guy, all right? This is randomly connect with me. And he gave me a Twitter handle, all right? It, some dude, crypto dude, follow this dude, this guy, He's, he, has, he shills or he promotes a lot of crypto tokens. Follow those tokens. That's, that's what he told me. He told me, follow everybody this guy follows. And he was following about a thousand crypto dude. I remember some thousand followers. All right. And guess what? Elliot Trades was one of them. Probably the only one of them who happens to be a YouTuber as well. All right. Most of the people on Twitter... They were just some sort of influencers, but they were not YouTubers. So I discovered Hex through this dude. He literally told me to get him 1 million Hex when Hex was pennies. It was, sorry, it was less than pennies, microsense. He literally told me to get 1 million uh, Hex, 1 million RSR, because in the crypto space, a lot of us, right, there's a cult that believes that every token would reach a $1, basically. So if it's $0.0001, whatever that is, right, sense, Oh, wow. If it goes to $1, I'll be zillionaire. So we have this weird mentality. I call it $1 meme. And I also have a video on that because I literally held my bags. I had a 1 million RSR. And when RSR reached 10 cents, when I had a $100,000 bag from $10,000 or $15,000 to $100,000, I was holding bags. So ladies and gents, I don't think anybody else better understands the meme, $1 meme more than me. So yeah, take it with a grain of salt, I guess. So now cutting to the chase. That dude told me, and also he told me about staking. I didn't understand about staking and all this stuff. And this was just in the beginning of 2021, all right? And that's when I started my YouTube channel, okay? Because I literally started following this guy, like whatever he gave me, all the, the uh, YouTuber names, the people he asked me to follow. I started following them. And it was Moon, The Carl, BitBoy, Crypto Banter. They were all in the, on the list, basically. And irony, I'm not making up anything, okay? And by the way, forgot to mention, if you're listening to this, um, don't do anything else. Assume, all right? Create this entire scenery in your head so you can understand exactly what happened, all right? Create the entire movie in your head. Understand it, that it's, it actually happened. And then it'll make sense to you. Because most often people say, oh no, this is a FUD. This guy doesn't know anything. But if you actually think about it and recreate all the scenes in your head, and it'll make sense to you, all right? So... That's when I discovered Elio Trades. He had about 100,000 or so subscribers or less. What I did was, I just went all the way back just to see what he did in the past. Because I was also a YouTuber. Unlike a lot of other people, investors, I was not only just an investor, I was also a YouTuber. So I was seeing things differently. I wanted to not only see what he's shilling, but I also wanted to see how he was shilling, what he was doing behind the scenes. Right? I mean, that's what I like to do. So that's when I went all the way back, all right? And then I realized, okay, this guy started with something called Tron Chat way before, all right? So most of you, keeps, um, most of you um, who think that I have some hidden agenda 
with um, Elio Trades or what's the reason I call him out most often? Because I happen to find him. I mean, he's the first one I discover and then I see all the shady stuff. That's it. I have no intention of running into him or doing some, you know, calling him out. I don't know him, literally. And matter of fact, I'm going to explain a few other things which will make more sense when people reached out to me and etc. right? So now, coming to the chase. I found out that he ran some sort of project in the past, in 2017. Tron Chat, and then he was with his girlfriend or so, whatever, because the videos are there. Again, don't trust Verify. The videos are there. He probably deleted a lot of them, but then again, there are a lot of other reporters and YouTubers who actually captured those scenes. So yeah, unfortunately, whenever you put something out there, I told you, you got, you got to be careful. Even if you delete it, somebody might have the backup, right? You got to be careful, man. It goes for everybody, good people, bad people. So anyways, it's out there, all right? So basically, I've seen that he has his past projects, Tron Chat. He did a lot of garbage stuff and deleted all the websites. He had other team members, nowhere, nowhere to be found. LinkedIn, everything gone, all right? Then he want, um, had a project called Evo Token. So Tron Chat, he was trying to raise money. And there were a lot of, he literally raised money as well. It's on Reddit. If you, if you Google Superfarm or Tron Chat Reddit, you'll find it. So he had this Pizza Hero game promise, which was in beta mode, never came out. And these were like years ago. All right. And this guy keeps moving on to the next project. It's irony, raise money, whatever the project fails, whoever gets paid, I don't know. And then the investors are holding bags and they're just running behind him. And then he moves on to the next project, raises money. Sometimes throws money at these dudes that previous investors keep to keep them shut or happy. I mean, this is literally whatever happened, ladies and gents. If you don't, like I said, go find out. And it's disgusting um, that, you know, I have to say this. This is irony. Thinking, wow, this guy lives in the United States, Los Angeles. How is it possible? Is he even in the United States being able to do this kind of stuff? This is just the tip of the iceberg. Let, let me finish the whole story. This is just the beginning, all right? So when I seen this, I'm like, okay, Tron Chat failed. Fail, fail, okay? Nobody talks about them. And he's gaining a lot more subscribers because, again, 2021, the bull, so-called, right? And in the bull market, if you have any, anywhere close to 100,000, whatever subscribers, it's easy to get traction. Just do interviews with other bunch of people, shield bunch of tokens, make a lot of money, and everybody's happy, mooning. That's it. If you, if you talk about anything bad, rug pull, nobody, you know, listens to you. Simple. Just support a token and ride the wave. People will support you, and that's how it is. So he agreed to 500, 600,000 subscribers just like that. And then what I've seen, just to confirm all the stuff, right? I've noticed that this guy's shilling a lot of tokens and then I've seen it goes up and then dumps, all right? So I was learning that way. I was like, okay, hold on, what is, what is happening? Because it's obvious whenever some influencer calls out a token, it goes up and yeah, of course, they'll, they'll tell you, oh, I didn't want to, I didn't, I didn't expect this, but yeah, sure. You know what's going to happen, amigo. Like you have a responsibility with so many followers, it's, it's a responsibility. Don't just play this innocent game. It's just nasty. It sucks. So anyways, that's what I've seen. So I've seen him do this multiple times. Parsec, you can just check on the videos. It's out there. And there are multiple other people who even called him out. But most of the videos you'll see, all noob videos, noob YouTubers who are trying to be like, I don't know, dick sucking kind of thing, like influencers kind of stuff. Like if you call uh, some big dudes, say something good about them, they're going to like call you, you know, give you this what, like extra cloud or some shit or retweet your stuff. I mean, that's what you see all the time. Why can't they tell the truth? Because, yeah, why, if they call out a big dude, nobody will listen to them. So most of the people, small dudes, I've seen it. It's out there. They're calling Superfarm the legit project while it's dead. 
100Xs, go check it out two years ago. All the videos are still out there. So I'm like, where is your reputation? Because for me, reputation is the biggest thing, all right? It's one of the biggest things for me. So if somebody says, Rebel, he did something, I will take a stand. I will refute, like, hey, man, I'll dispute, like, yeah, what's the deal? If, if I'm not wrong, get the point. But guess what? Where is this Alex Becker, Elliot trade when people are calling coal stack scam, donkey scam? What, what happened? Nobody's answering it. Why are they so quiet about the projects? Think about it for a second. If they're so concerned about the reputation, people calling them scammer and all this stuff, why can't they just come out and prove it? No, this is what it is. There's no answer. They just keep moving on, right? So now the best part. So when I seen this, right? And guess what? This was right from 2021, right? And then this guy, Elio, he's seen the NFT market trend. That's when he created his NFT, Elio Trades NFT. I was like surprised and shocked. <laughs> the NFTs have no utilities, literally. So it, they are based on him. One NFT was based on him. The other one was based on his girlfriend, literally. It just mimics their faces. So literally people are holding their bags, his girlfriend bags or his bags, Elliotrade bags, because they have no purpose. And I, once I heard that one of the NFTs, it was sold for $600,000, close to $500,000 or $600,000. So one of his NFTs were sold for half a million dollars. It was somewhere in the news, as far as I know. <laughs> I'm like, who would buy that? And by the way, there's also some sort of a thingy they say, wash trading on NFTs, because people with multiple wallets can actually buy from one and sell from one just to, you know, increase prices, inflate price, et cetera, et cetera. You, know, you understand what I'm saying? So it can happen. Nobody knows the truth, but I'm just telling you. He saw the trend. He came out. You can go and check on OpenSea, Elio Trades NFT collection, and see where they are right now. And the irony, Anybody who trades it, even at a loss, the creator, Elliot Trades or Elliot Benman, whoever the creator, they are getting 5% royalty, 5% or 10% royalty on that garbage NFT collection. Wow. That's number one. Guess what now? Second. Second. Now he realized the IDEO. IDEO is popping. Initial, oh man, ICO. Now it's IDEO, right? So ICO. Here, here's, here's what happened. I still remember the Polka starter time. That's when everything started popping. Polka Starter came out. Polka Starter is some sort of um, a launch pad. All right. Um, <laughs> crazy. Kyle Chassis, paid network. So initially, I've seen Elio Trades with Crypto Banter, Kyle Chassis. There was this Mr. Some Dude from New York. They all were doing this webinar, right? Q&A. Alex Baker was there quite a few times. And they were doing this webinar kind of stuff, like Q&As and shilling garbage tokens and all this stuff. And if you pay attention, just look at the common, common things between them, man. I mean, dude, they all are connected somehow. Just, just look at it. Look at BitBoy, Moon, look at... <sighs> Irony. The one who's not there, probably different, right? But if you look at this whole group, it'll make sense, right? So again, without wasting time, coming back to this ideal thing, all right? Paid network. Guess what happened to paid network? Those of you who, are, who understand exactly who were wrecked, paid network, remember the hack that happened? Guess what? Do you remember there was a similar hack on Octopus Protocol, which supposed to be, well, supposedly also owned or founder, founded by Kyle Chassis. He was one of the chairman or whatever, advisors. Paid network, Octopus Protocol, which also got delisted from KuCoin. That was way back, right? So that's there, Kyle Chassis. And I don't want to talk about Kyle Chassis. This guy has, um, obviously, he has a crazy background. I don't want to discuss much, but allegedly, allegedly, 
he did have a burglary case way back 20 years ago or something like that. Burglary case. You can find out on internet, I guess. But regardless, keeping that aside, right? Now, Elio Trade saw that opportunity. He thought, wow, paid network, IDO, pumping money. IDOs are just crash grabs, man. The easiest money anybody can make. You don't, you understand? You're just doing nothing. You're literally listing a project and charging them money because you have so many subscribers and followers, which you can shill to. So that's what it is. Think about this for a second, how these dudes are milking their subscribers. It's insane, right? I mean, ideals are easy, easy money, lucrative money, dude. So this dude saw that opportunity. Guess what he did? He paused. The, so by the way, first of all, before this ideal, forgot to mention, he started, he raised money for Super Farm. Yeah. I told you, I might forget something, but yep, just pause for a second, right? Before coming to IDEO, Super Farm. So Super Farm came out, out of nowhere. Forget about Tron Chat, forget about Evil Token, forget about uh, <laughs> Pizza Hero, whatever past projects, none were successful. And he never mentions any of these, moved on, all right? And there were a lot of pro investors who lost money in the previous round who were allegedly paid using the Super Farm funds, the whitelist funds. And I'm coming to that in a second, all right? This is where things get a little more dirtier. Right, so he raised. They raised a lot of money, Feb 2021. That's when he listed Super Farm on Polka Starter. They raised some sort of I don't know. I be, I believe half a million dollars or so. All right, they each coin price was 0 0.0001 cents or so. And guess what? The price went to four dollars seventy cents. Each bags were in millions, multiple millions. Okay, so here's what happened. Since I already covered Super Farm from the beginning, all right, and then Elio straight, he was still going on, all right? He started Super Farm, he raised money, right? Then what happened, a lot of, here's the deal, a lot of people were looking for whitelist. So he was giving out whitelist to a lot of his um, NFT holders, so-called. So if you hold, if you held this Super, uh, what? Elio trade NFTs, you probably get a white um, whitelist spot on his new IDO and et cetera, so-called. I don't even know how this is legal. Being in the United States, you're offering tokens. Like, how does it stand as a, in the SEC's eyes? Like, is it a security? Like, what, how is it doing this? I understand probably using shell companies, but if you are United States citizens, and if you are US, LA or whatever, as a citizen, I don't know how you're doing it unless you hire somebody else to do. But if you're doing that, at least I want everybody to know what you're doing, right? Like, it just doesn't make sense. A guy, United States citizens, and it's one of a kind. You don't get to see this often. Name other YouTuber who has something like this. BitBoy doesn't have Super Farm or any company. Like, they are shilling or promoting other companies. But this dude has his own so-called company, which is registered in Delaware, Super Labs. And Super Farm is now Superverse. It used to be Super Farm and now Superverse. And just reminds me, Tronchat, Evil... He's just rebranding and renaming the projects and moving on. Irony. And yeah, sure, I know. I, I mentioned this several times that I'm not here to do, I'm not doing this to put people behind bars because if that happens, that's their destiny. But I'm actually trying to spread awareness because he's still out there and he's still milking, he's still doing stuff and people are going to get hurt again in the next bull run. The same people will, again, drive the narratives. So if you know what I'm telling you right now and actually listen and watch with an open mind, It'll probably make sense to you, right? And again, I'm telling you this. Don't trust. Go verify. Blockchain is fascinating, amigo. So now, again, coming to this. When he saw a couple of these people literally won whitelist. They gave him $50,000 USDC, all right? They signed some SAF agreement or whatsoever. They sent him money. And guess what? 
<laughs> most of them, about 19 or 20 of them, they got their money refunded after certain weeks or so. And they were mad. It's on Twitter. You can see them. Literally, I have an entire thread. And it's not just me talking. It's those victims actually talked about it with screenshots and stuff. I just pointed it out. That's it. So since the price of the bags each went up so high, from pennies, 0.00 something, to like $4, the dude saw an opportunity. You know, I'm not going to say anything crazy behind the scenes because I don't know much, but this is exactly how you can assume based on exactly what he did, right? The past kind of plays out. So he refunded all these people the money saying, you guys tried to gain the system. You were supposed to send $50,000. You tried to send more, et cetera, et cetera. Guess what? So none of these guys got their, they got the money refunded, but they lost the opportunity, which Elio promised million dollar bags. And Elio saw the price go up selfish, right? Greedy. I want to keep all the million dollar bags to myself or my father insiders, VCs, whatever. All right. So these dudes actually reached out to me, a bunch of them. They, they saw my video and they're like, dude, I saw your Superfarm video and this is what happened. And I have all those DMs literally on Twitter. You can see it. All right. Screenshot as it is. No Photoshop, man. Some people say Photoshop. I'm like, dude, I could do a better job. Seriously. It's just so hazy. But it's weird. If you look at some of the people mentioned, I'm like, wow, some big names in there. Some of them knew. Some of them probably have no idea because most don't do research. They'll just promote it because they're getting 50000 on their face without understanding it's a scam or whatever. It's just the money, right? Money talks. So again, he refunded them. Those people gave me all these things, screenshots. And I'm like, okay, then I created a few more videos just to spread awareness. But nothing happened so far, right? This dude, Elliot Trades, hired some lawyer to defend him or whatever. So nothing went on. So at the end of the day, he moved on. All right, Superfram, till now, doesn't have a white paper, nothing. It doesn't, nobody knows what it does. In the, you know, I mean, it doesn't have a purpose. So Elio Trade just makes whatever out of thin air, whatever is popular, whatever is trending. So he literally saw Superfram and NFTs trending. So he started his NFT, Superfram, what? Elio Trade's NFTs. And then he promoted a bunch of other garbage. If you get on Superfram website right now, which will probably disappear, Believe it or not, it will disappear because they have rebranded to Superverse now. So take it, like I said, take my word for it and go check it out. He has shilled a bunch of NFTs. And then came the IDO. And this was just back to back because NFTs slowed down a little bit. Then the IDO took off about, I don't remember exactly, April, May last year kind of stuff, uh, 2021, right? That's when he started Superstarter. Wow, super starter. So super farm, pause, literally. And if you, at that time, those of you who were literally on Telegram, you know exactly what I'm telling. I mean, what I'm saying, right? You know, you know it, word by word, that every time you said something, you ask for an update, soon, soon, soon. A soon never comes. Tell me this, the soon word. <laughs> trademark, should be trademark, soon. Should be banned, actually, soon. So it was crazy. Nothing came out. So he paused Super Farm, started Super Starter, which promoted garbage <laughs> projects. Let me name a few. Not few. Let me name all of them. Donkey. All right? Donkey. IDO. Donkey. Guess what? Go and check where Donkey is. Cold Stack. Cold Stack. All right. Then there's this, some virtual poker. There was some other, some other garbage, whatever projects. So just go and find out where they are. And how is he even doing this, living in the United States? And guess what? If you paid attention... Crypto Banter shielded Donkey. It's out there, right? Alex Becker shielded Irony, right? Just look at the group. Same people shield those same companies, same tokens. So I told you it gets interesting how Alex Becker connects to Superfarm, right? Ironically, I know him. I 
uh, well, I've been to Alex Becker's seminar, right? How somehow he connects to Superfarm, who I happen to expose as well. I'm like, wow, now it makes sense. Like people flocks together, right? Like birds flock together. So Alex Baker saw an opportunity, as far as I, as far as I know, because that dude sold some crypto for half a million or something, like CryptoPunk. That's how he took half a million subscribers to a million subscribers. That's how he went up, like, right? He saw a little trades, NFT. I was like, wow, now why not? Let's milk both the subscribers base, NFTs. So he partnered with Elio Trades, literally, and they started promoting Super Farm, each other, and then they got into Neo Tokyo, which happens to be another garbage from, yeah, this is exactly what's happening. They're just each other promoting each other's stuff. It's like, I don't know what should I say, like, Elio Trades is Alex Baker's bitch, or is Alex Baker Elio Trades bitch? It's hard to say, but literally I can tell you that they hang out and do stuff together. And when you, when you know, even if I say, oh, Alex Baker might be a little decent, but when you see Elliot trades and you know his history. I don't know. How can you even believe Alex Becker, right? So whatever, Bekur, exposed, man. I mean, whatever. I mean, everybody knows that. Unfortunately, these dudes, which I'm going to tell you probably in the end, their audience, how they milk. All right, let me actually finish this before I forget stuff. <laughs> so the ideal, and think crazy, right? So each of these projects are already giving them money to get listed on Superstarter. They're, they're making money from this side. They're making money from the tokens in every way, possible way. The losers are the retailers who are just buying, gambling, not knowing the outcome, right? So that's what happened, Superstarter. Then Superstarter, IDEO, kind of like they fell off, right? So he paused Superstarter. And guess what happened? Then the gaming and metaverse shit came, the trend. He started Imposter. Imposter? Which is a copy of the Among Us game? Originality? Dude, Really? Who plays this kind of shitty game? And by the way, the game is not out yet. Every single thing he started remained in beta mode. None of the stuff he released was in alpha or proper stuff. Even so-called, he released an NFT marketplace right now. We, who talked about the marketplace? Oh, well, there's no white paper. So he literally can create whatever he wants. But my point is, how do people raise money without even knowing what the project does? Irony, ladies and gents. Think about this for a second, how easy it is to raise money without even knowing what the project does. So think about the VCs who invested in Superfarm. Go and check the VCs. Think about the reputation for a second. It's crazy, right? So Animoca Brands, really? Animoca Brands? Go find out where Animoca Brands is right now. Anyway, I don't want to go in that path right now, but it's, it sucks to see this happen, right? So he started this imposter. By the way, guess what? He raised more money, close to 66 million, 60 million or so. From that imposter's NFTs, 60 million, 10,000 pieces. Some of them were selling for $3,000. 10,000 multiplied by 3,000. I mean, dude, I don't know. I, I don't know what to say. Because there was a couple of dudes on my Twitter literally said, hey, dude, uh, hey bro, I bought three of these for $10,000. Yeah, no joke. I'm not making this up. Someone bought three imposter's NFTs and told me, I hope it goes up in the next bull run or so because I'm holding, holding back. I'm not making up, ladies and gents. I'm not making up any words. Literally said, I'm holding bags right now because I don't know what to do because everything is shaky. And LU Trades or whoever, they will not provide any answer. They don't. They just hang around. And crazy part, they're hanging out, hanging out in uh, all the events and stuff. BitBoy was seen with LU Trades, hanging out, having fun, calling out Alex Mashinsky. Hold on. Who's calling out Alex, Alex Mashinsky? BitBoy and Illutrades and other dudes? Then who's calling out these dudes? <laughs> Irony, ladies and gents. Irony, right? 
And again, if you go back in history, Elio Trace did interview with BitBoy. BitBoy did interview with Moon. Moon Carl did so much of garbage using Casta, Medieval, Empire, so many nonsense which just came and disappeared. Still ongoing with 1.3 million subscribers just milking the trend every day. So if you understand how this whole game works, then probably you will not make the mistake again, right? So I'm literally giving you the game plan. I'm not trying to, I mentioned this previously. I like to teach, educate, like rather show you how to fish instead of throwing a fish at you and allow thousands of them to just come and grab it. Let me actually give you my knowledge or whatever I've learned. I'm a learner. I never said I'm a guru or any sort. I've been a learner, all right? I've been a huge fan of Bruce Lee and the recent Arnold Schwarzenegger and Rambo. I mean, dude, these, th these three gentlemen will teach you everything about life. What did Bruce Lee say? I don't want to get distracted, but be like water, my friend. Be flexible, right? Arnold Schwarzenegger, be useful. Always be useful. Sylvester Stallone, number three. Time is your ultimate currency, the most valuable currency. It's gold. Like these three tips will just take you far, man. That's it. But most will ignore and just still follow these grifters and give them more money. That's sad. That's really sad, right? Anyways, now again, triangular chase. Then I've seen this, right? I mean, I was putting it out there. I was documenting by on side by side. All right. And again, after Elliot Trades, I'll tell you my other journey real quick as well. The Ponzi farms and other stuff, right? So this is what happened in the Elliot Trades thing. He saw that the journey, um, the superstarter came, imposters raised money. Get, where is imposters right now? What's happening? I haven't paid attention, but go find out. Then he started this NFT marketplace. There's OpenSea. There's so many big blur and other marketplaces. What, how does he think he has a chance? <laughs> For real. And with whatever he's done, the damage, how does he think he has a chance? Guess what? He has no chance. And he knows that. And they, are not, they don't care. They will move on. A few days later or months later, they will change their uh, username to something else. Just like Superfarm disappeared. It doesn't exist anymore. Superfarm Twitter changed to Superverse now. Why is it rebranding? Think about this for a second. Because Superfarm never existed, right? People have a lot of garbage to say about Superfarm. Now, if you change it to Superverse, yeah, sure. I mean, you know, do your research, ladies and gents. So he's still out there. And you can see all these big dudes are hanging out together, these YouTubers, right? And even till today, by the way, before I forget about this, before I end Superfarm, because the chapter is almost there, it's over. Because he talked about, you know, um, the imposters, that was the last thing, and I, I remember. And then nothing came out. Same thing will happen, and right now it's a bear. So he's probably shilling some stuff or whatever, right? It's, it's just sad. And you know what's the worst and the funniest thing? You are able to trade his Eliotrade's NFT, the bullshit, whatever, meaningless NFTs, as well as his, um, uh, what, imposters NFTs on his NFT marketplace. Wait, so you make money from NFTs? By selling them, you also make money by allowing the plebs to trade them on your own marketplace. And none of them have any value of any sort. Wow. I mean, that's the craziest business model. Think about this for a second, right? So every time you're trading his NFTs on his own marketplace, he's also generating fees. Whatever. So this is the craziest part, ladies and gents. That's Elio Trades. That's Alex Becker. Same guy who shields so many things. Skull stack. And he's been, he has been called out. None of these dudes will ever... What happened? Why don't they just go and support Zach XBD? If they're so true and real, right? Even CZ is supporting Zach XBD's lawsuit, literally, with $50,000 or so, if, I, if I'm not wrong. So if these dudes are millionaires and billionaires, they're here to change the world, right? Elio Trace and Alex Becker. Why don't they... BitBoy, 
why don't they just give a million dollars or half a million or whatever to Zach XPD? Like fund his lawsuit because they, they are here for the right, right? Like they believe in transparency. So fund Zach XPD's lawsuit. No, I wonder why not, right? Why are they so quiet? It's always some of the other dudes are, oh yeah, <laughs> sad, but that's true. So now that's Elio Trades. Alex Becker is done. Now I will tell you a little more of the other crypto stories and then I'll come to the current events and what I feel, what I think might happen, all right? Amidst all these things, I also discovered some Ponzi farms. That's where an MM Finance came in. <laughs> MM Finance, crypto, oh man. MM Finance, Brian Legend, Safu. So MM Finance, while Superfarm was happening, I wasn't investing in Superfarm. I was just looking at it and all that stuff, right? Documenting. But I was also playing in the Ponzi farms and a lot of chains came out during that time. Like KuChain, um, KuCoin uh, chain, multiple other stuff, all were out. And I was playing. I was just learning. I was getting my hands dirty. I was staking. I was liquid, whatever. I was just trying to get the, understand the game, okay? And ironically, Crow, Kronos, Kronos saw an opportunity and everything was mooning. So Kronos saw an opportunity. So they launched their Kronos chain, all right? Guess what? MM Finance came out of nowhere. Boom. I was like, this is the one of the one of one of a decks, one of a kind of decks, fascinating with MM uh, with NFTs and metaverse and all the fancy logos and stuff. Yeah, I mean anybody would get drawn into that stuff. It's attractive, right? So sure, I bought some bunch of NFTs. Literally, I got into MM Finance from day one. All right, I've gone into a bunch of stuff from day one, and I was documenting. You can see uh, it's on my crypto channel. If you want, you can just go back. And you can see everything. I have a playlist on MM Finance, as a matter of fact, as well as Superfarm and Elio Trades. Okay. So MM Finance, I bought into NFTs. I was talking about it and I was making money from Ponzi Farm, $1,000 a day. <laughs> and I, I, at one point, I took that money, some money, about $3,000, I put in Safu. $3,000, I put in Titano, Rebase Ponzi's. $3,000, I put in Libero. Libero, yeah, there was another one. And there was another one with F, I don't remember. So bunch of rebase tokens, all right? So we have NFTs, we have metaverse, we have all those, you know, alpha, beta, whatever, super farm garbage, IDOs. We also have now Ponzi farms, right? And this MM Finance and other stuff, basically, okay? So discovered that, played in these Ponzi farms. I saw the decks, they raised money from the launch pads. Fascinating. I was like, dude, and I was participating in most of them because why not, right? So... I told you, I was making money from here and I was diversifying. And then I discovered some crazy stuff. I was like, wow, okay, what's happening now? So all of a sudden I see one dude on Telegram, <laughs> Telegram, some Ivan, Ivan dude, all right, from Singapore or whatever, happens to be an insider, MMM finance insider, right? Happens to be because literally I was there seeing everything happen. And he was literally telling people about buying and selling, literally pumping every stuff, right? Creating the hype. Man, ladies and gents, the hype is so real. I mean, I can literally see how things work. Everyone's rejoicing, pumping, and people are happy. And then after some time, boof, all gone. Matter of seconds, doom and gloom. Like, wow. But the hype is real. I've literally seen it. Like people throwing money and the whole thing was going up and up and up and up. Like a vaporware, which is no meaningless project. You're putting money from one side. It's taken out from another side. Literally. It's just an exchange of hands. The Ponzi from MM Finance, Dex, the bunch of tokens they launched in the beginning, I had no idea. I was like, okay, let's just have fun. Let's play. I told you. I mean, this is how I was learning, right? So I was playing. And then came multiple other launch pads, one after the other. 
Then I was like, okay, this something is not right. Because you have this MM Finance, they have the Tomb Forks. Tomb Fork is another Ponzi, basically. Um, Tomb Fork, yeah, Ponzi is another sophisticated name, basically, for Tomb Forks, right? It's like whoever comes early basically gets the pie, biggest piece of the pie. So if you're not early, you're too late, you're bag holding in a Ponzi farm. And that's how it is, all right? So most of the DEXs out there are pretty much Ponzi farms. That's what I call it, a Ponzi farms. Keeping it real, man, right? So you get in early, you get out early. If you don't, you get wrecked. There is no turning back. And I've literally seen it. Everything, every Ponzi farms play the same way. Play the same freaking way, all right? So while I was playing, making money, I took some profit, but I was just more into the hype. I was enjoying the game. Nobody cares about profits, man. At that point, everybody wants to just hold NFTs and gold because nobody cares about fiat. Who wants to hold fiat, right? We want Bitcoin and Ethereum and all the Ponzi tokens, shit coins. But guess what? Who was holding fiat and Bitcoin? The hard, like the biggest one, right? The scammers, the alleged drug pullers, the influencers, they're holding fiat. And while we are getting the shit coins. So they're offloading their shit coins onto us and we are giving our hard-earned fiat and money to them. Awesome, right? I mean, that's the easiest exchange I've seen in the entire universe, the entire history. When Bernie Madoff was around, I don't think it was that easy. Come on. I mean, dude, we had no tech. He had to go physically show his faces and gain trust. And now, and none can come out of nowhere, raise millions of dollars out of thin air, literally scam millions and yet go in the events and show off your face and Lambos. Hey, man, look, I bought this Lambo. I scammed everybody. Nobody can do shit. Wow, you're right. Ladies and gents, the law in the United States is quite twisted, okay? Maybe I'll have a separate episode when I talk about my law, my journey with law and courts and stuff and lawyers. I had my share of the shenanigan to some extent. So someday I'm going to talk about it to some extent, right? But let's actually finish this. So I've seen this whole thing play, all right? And then came uh, scrub finance. So Wow. Scrub Finance. There was a few more finances. I don't remember. Pegasus, Scrub Finance. There was another one, Serval. Serval Finance, which was rugged. So MM Finance said, oh my God, we, we, got, we got rugged. Don't worry. We will refund you people. Their money comes from somewhere. Sure, the fees. You're just refunding the money, the customer's money to them, basically. What, what the, what's, what's the deal, dude? It's just ridiculous. So here's, here's what happened, right? MM Finance launched multiple garbage launchpad projects, all right? Then came Scrub Finance. So I started making decent money. A lot of us started making decent money, all right? Retailers on Scrub Finance. For some reason, these insiders and the developers of uh, MM Finance, Mad Meerkat NFTs, by the way, these two NFT dudes, this Matt Canvas, he's on Twitter. How are they still doing this? And by the way, they're behind multiple NFT projects, so-called living in Singapore, I have friends in Singapore. I have another story if I'll maybe tell you some other day. And yes, in Singapore, the real estate, one of my friends uh, who just turned a real estate agent in Singapore, a lot of them are actually turning into agents for some reason. Maybe the real estate is booming, matter of fact. So he was touring one of the apartments and he showed me that was, it was like $3 million, $3.5 million with like two, three bedrooms. I'm like, yeah. So I understand that Singaporean scammers or whoever lives in Singapore and scams, they need a lot of money because they have to buy mansions there. It probably costs 10 million and all that, right? I get the point. But it's irony. The country that has strict law, Singapore, I thought so, and all that stuff, and people will get to do this thing. Wow. But whatever, keeping that aside, right? So Mad Meerkat, we were making money, Scott Finance. This dude somehow, our tokens are locked in the system. 
And one of the other thing I'll tell you, never lock your tokens in crypto. Never. Unless you really, really know what you're doing, never lock your tokens. I don't want to do, do it anymore. Staking, basically. Staking and locking for a long time. You got to be very careful. All right? So again, I saw them. I, I staked $20,000 or $30,000. $20,000, $30,000 worth of Tiger token. Yes. Ladies and gents, if you stake Tiger, you got a lot of Lion. Just like if you stake M-Share, you get Savannah. So I was excited to stake Tiger in order to get a lot of Lion tokens. And I was ex- hoping that we will have a pig and a zoo so we can you know, milk a lot more tokens, basically. But it didn't happen because we found out it's a scam, right? So anyways, these insiders saw us making money. They came up with an article saying Scrub is a bad dude. They don't support Scrub anymore. And guess what happened? The whole system tanked. The price from $20,000 tanked to $1,000, ladies and gents, within like a day or so. And guess what? Someone was ready to buy the entire bag, literally. So immediately you can see the spike. And I have all of these documented on Twitter so you can see it. It's weirdly crazy when I think about it right now. Literally happened a year ago. We have Terra Luna crash. We had all this thing. I was literally there. I lost significant in the Terra Luna as well, right? But again, coming to this, right? MM Finance trashed the whole price. So I was literally holding bags and also mad that it wouldn't have happened if they didn't do that. And they knew what was happening. They knew it. But they came up with a, another article. Oh, we're sorry. We just had to uh, send, you know, alert our investor. We don't want our investor to get wrecked. Really? You just got, our, got us wrecked by literally announcing when you know that our tokens are locked. So it was dirty. All right. If you go back and see, and by the way, I'm not making up anything. These guys literally had plans. And they and now if you think about it, from MM Finance to Polygon, then to Arbitrum, isn't it obvious? So I'm not here to defend, but literally you know what's exactly happened. And I can bet you they're on multiple other chains with different names. And it's just a copy-paste fork of the code, basically. The code is under proxy. Why do you think they're under proxy? And not everybody understands proxy and coding and blockchain and all this stuff. No, people don't get that. They see the fancy logos and they see the fancy monkeys and NFTs. They get drawn to it. They throw money at it. That's it. It, It's mind-boggling. I literally played with NFTs on Kronos, like a lot of them, especially when this Ibisus Bay. Ibisus Bay is or was, I I still don't know yet, one of the biggest NFT marketplaces on Kronos, where literally the top three were created by Mad Meerkats. And if you look at the amount of uh, money, the volume generated and the fees generated, the royalty that even went to these founders, not only they made money from launching projects, which probably they owned themselves, right? Think about it for a second. Bringing all their family members inside the Ponzi farms, letting them know early, right? Think about this. It's, it's going to make sense right now. Getting them early and then starting one after the other launch pads. Literally, maybe you're controlling it. And you're raising money, taking salary while you're going, getting early and dumping on the retailers. Also NFTs. Sky's the limit. Plus there's leverage and all the stuff. So literally milking from every aspect. There's no chance for a retailer or any of us like casual people, regular people, Joe, to make it. All right? It's just not happening. Unless you really know the game well, it's just not happening. And I say, I said this several times. If you go to a casino, house rules, right? But if you still go to a casino... You literally have a 50-50 chance to some extent, right? Depends on what game you're playing. But if you go to a place like a Ponzi farm where announcers are controlling it, insiders are pulling the plug, strings, there's no way you can win. Because as soon as you try to win, they will pull the plug. So you just, there's zero chances, man. 
Okay. And you remember, I talked about this insider, this Ivan dude, he milked millions, millions. This guy offloaded NFTs for thousands of dollars, 3000 US dollars each. And he had like thousands, hundreds of them. So he was offloading them while he was literally milking the system. And at one point I caught him transaction. He told people to buy while he told people to buy, he was selling. Isn't that inside trading? Like, isn't that illegal? He was selling. There's a blockchain and transactions right there. So you can see that. $600,000 worth of USDC. He was selling that much amount. So that was Mad Meerkat NFTs. And also, MM Finance Journey, ladies and gents. How I discovered Ponzi. And what happened? They moved to Polygon. There's this Dawnstar Finance, which was just another copy of MM Finance. Um, uh, what do you call it? Savannah Finance, basically. M-Share. Same old stuff. And they will be back again sooner or later. It's still out there. And guess what? Elio Trades blocked my Twitter account. Why do you think so? If people have nothing to hide, why do they block? MM Finance blocked me. Why do you think they blocked me? Do you really think I go harass on people's Twitter channel? Do you think I have nothing better to do? But they are scared. Why are they scared? Go find out. Why are they scared of my information? Go find out. Now, MM Finance, done. Super Farm, done. Let's talk about the rebase Ponzi's. What happened to those, right? Because I told you, I played in every single thing. So rebase Ponzi, Safu, Sifu, whatever stuff that came out. A lot of people talked about Safu. And there was the other dude, Oliver. Oh my goodness. I don't think I, I want to talk about this. Then this will be never ending. Oliver guy who came out with his crypto channel, who actually used to shill AMC at one point, Oliver Lakai. And then he created his own channel on crypto, which changed to some other fair play token later on. Shield his NFTs, whatever, disappeared. But he called on Safu, like huge, big time. He called out everybody who promoted Safu along with Brian Legend and all the stuff. And then all of a sudden he disappeared. Crazy. I, I don't know. But literally he did some decent, at least he did some good job in the beginning, calling out Safu and all that stuff. Brian Legend is a serial scammer. Coffeezilla called him out several times, yet people don't understand. And there are some people who are in their 40s or 50s, late, all farts with literally no moral values, promoting and shilling Safu. Like, for real, dude? This is what you're going to teach your kids? I put $3,000 in each of the rebase Ponzi's, right? And guess what? I just found out what exactly happened. So I pulled out, but I probably lost some money, yeah? Because I saw, if you, if you don't get it early, you're late in rebase token. Where is the money coming from? And this dude, Brand Legend, he was sponsoring F1 or whatever other random shit with people's funds. So it doesn't make any sense. The money, it has to come from somewhere, right? The money doesn't come from somewhere, it's, you, it's coming from you. I mean, think about it for a second. So there's, it's, there's no logic there. There's no explanation needed that this is a Ponzi. This is a shady DBS garbage. So see it that way. I'm not here to defend it. I, if I invest in a Ponzi, I will tell you it's a Ponzi. I don't care. Like, it sucks, man, when somebody's trying to, like, challenge your integrity or your intellectual, right? Like, no, 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 this is, you, you don't understand anything, rebel. You, you're stupid. You're poor. You don't understand. This guy is not running a Ponzi. This is the best thing ever. Safu is the best thing ever. Whatever. And then, last but not the least, I put about several thousand dollars in this other project that just came out. It's called Chronodes. Chronodes, ladies and gents, node as a service. So we had Superfarm, we had um, MM Finance, right? Then we have this, um, what, NFTs, MM Finance, Safu, Seafood, Rebase. Now we have Chronodes. Guess what? I've never seen this delusional audience in my entire life. All right? <sighs> the whole thing is so bright in my head. 
their Discord server, their bunch, like a lot of people all day. I don't know what what's the status right now, but I'm talking about several months back. All these people, Chronodes, every node as a service is a garbage. It's a Ponzi, okay? It doesn't exist anymore. People are still believing that they is going to make them money. So the whole thing from $50 dropped to 30, 21, I think it's sitting at $1 of 10 cents or 20 cents. You really think it's going to go up? So rebase token is literally whatever nodes you buy, you get the same amount of token every single day. <laughs> Where's the money coming from? Again, ladies and gents, I got my hands dirty into all these things, literally put thousands of dollars from one another just to experience and understand how it works. And I'm telling you, so you don't have to waste your time and money in the future again. It's sad. Then came Wonderland. I was also there, Wonderland. Time Wonderland, right? That Daniel Sestagali, Sifu, out of nowhere, he came out of nowhere. It's insane. Michael Patrin. <laughs> there will be several Michael Patrin. I believe there are several actually right now operating under Anons. So you have to be careful who you trust. You shouldn't trust anybody. I always say verify. But matter of fact, nobody even verifies anymore. People just believe what big dudes say, but they wouldn't take what the small dude has to say. I mean, that's fuckery, right? That's like totally close-minded. If you want to hear, then hear everything and then make a decision. But if you keep your one year closed and this one year open, like the whole scam get, gets in this, but the real stuff doesn't get in, then dude, you're just not benefiting anybody, not even yourself. You're doing more damage, right? So all this thing happened. And ironically, there was one YouTuber, forgot his name, um, Jesse, Jesse Akel, Jesse Akel. That dude grew his YouTube channel to 200,000 subscribers or so. Amazing. But here's a secret a lot of you might not know. He made about $700,000 or so from Titan or Rebase Ponzi because he got in early, okay? Go and verify. I'm sure a lot of people forgot about it because he was bragging. Some people on internet marketing um, he said, hey, I met a guy who made so much money. But yes, sir, he made it from that Rebase Ponzi, Titano. And he mentioned Titano several times on YouTube in his channel way back. Those of you who literally followed, you know what I'm talking about, right? And then he also started this KYC so-called company where he was, um, I don't know, what was that? He was um, verifying or KYCing some companies and making money from that. Because he had audience and he was a real guy. So he thought if I start a KYC company, then he can charge them and then he can be the face of the company or whatever. But then I don't know where that is right now. Go find out. So yes, Jesse Akel, that's, that's him. Maybe he has changed, doesn't matter. But the fact he made money from Titano, $700,000 or whatsoever, that's a lot of money. But if you made that much of money from a Ponzi, imagine how many people lost it. I mean, that money came from someone else's pocket, right? It didn't come from some bad dude. It literally came from some retailers. So anyways, ladies and gents, 50 minutes of my entire crypto journey. Super farm. See, so every single thing happened in a pattern. And when I was seeing all these things, guess what? How can you say crypto, some good stuff about crypto when all this nasty thing is happening? And then came Atom, Juno, Cosmos. That's when I discovered all this Cosmos. I'm like, dude, Cosmos has good tech and it can do well. Juno came out with $40 price, uh, token price. Right now, everything is like what? 10 cents, 20 cents? Disaster. So much of drama in the Cosmos space. What happened to the Takumi Vale who literally destroyed Juno, gamed the system, liquidated so many dudes out there, and now most of the retailers are holding back. The validators, some of them, are still making money, trying to make the entire Cosmos ecosystem a centralized system. Now, what's the point? I thought we were here for decentralization, man. I mean, yo, I'm going to create my rebel chain, man. 
oh my god now now all of you are thinking oh now he's about to pull the plug now he's about to scam now he's about to shield no i'm just kidding relax this was i put this out a long time back when i got frustrated about all these ponzi's i i told them hey guess what I, i'm about to create my own chain i'm tired of this because mm finance literally you know what they said they're coming out with their own chain m chain if they can come up with m chain rebel cannot come with his own rebel chain i mean come on dude and I will make it more decentralized. It's going to be rebellious, literally. We'll boot out all the scammers. Our mission is to destroy scammers. All right? Expose them. When I say destroy, I don't mean by physically, but intellectually, literally. With words and pepper and pen, we'll destroy them. Okay? So maybe I'll do that in the future. Who knows? But now, I gave you all the shadiness, basically, my, about the crypto journey. And there was some good stuff again. All right? Some decent, some not, but this is what it was. There's FT and there's hundreds of other tokens, which maybe if you follow my crypto channel, we'll discuss someday down the road, all right? So now it comes to the current status and the future, what I think about it, okay? So if you look at it and pay attention, all these big YouTubers, they kind of milk the system so bad. BitBoy, talk about, and I'm just naming them because they're the top YouTubers, you can't help it. The only one dude who is barely in this kind of controversy is that guy, the Coin Bureau guy, basically. And a lot of the other big dudes don't like him because he doesn't have much controversies, right? I'm not saying he's always right, but he doesn't have much controversies. He's decent. He, his news is decent. He doesn't do outlandish stuff, okay? So why I'm telling you this, these dudes, BitBoy, Elio Trades, um, Kyle Chassis, Alex Becker, these dudes, they will come back again. And I have noticed something. Their audience is young 20s or young 30s. All right, these dudes just want to see something like macho, some big dudes with millions of dollars. I've seen Elliot Trades use his girlfriend, go back and check, use his girlfriend to shield his NFTs in the beginning. I mean, who doesn't want to look at a girl and buy the NFTs, right? If, if you have a girl salesman selling NFTs of herself, telling that, hey, boys, this, this is the best thing ever, Dijon Vaifu. If you buy Dijon Vaifu, you will get Haifus. Yeah, you, you understand? So who doesn't want to buy that? So literally use this girl to shill NFTs. I mean, wow, mind-boggling. So now think about this for a second. Same thing will happen again in the next run. So my intention is to reduce that, all right? To eliminate, to let that not happen. Can we do that at least? Can we actually, actually make it legally, ethically, to some extent, not dumping on people? It's okay to play in a Ponzi farm, but at least treat it as a Ponzi farm. If I buy an MLM product and be like, hey, bro, could you just buy this? At least let me tell you that, oh, you know, I'm actually pr promoting an MLM. Or, hey, I get actually paid because this is an affiliate. I'm, I'm part of it. Nothing wrong with it. If you like the product so much, just be straight up and tell people this is what it is. And that's it. Let them decide. I say this. I know it's hard. But make it so good that they can refuse, man. Don't just have any hidden agenda or scam or whatever. Just make it so good and lay it out simply. But they will make it out so complicated. Oh, stake your token here. Take your donkey token, which will give you monkey tokens. Take your monkey token and put it up in the other ding-dong farm. The ding-dong farm is going to give you golden egg. Take that golden egg, go to the elephant. The elephant will give you a big dunk, right? Take the dunk, go make some burrito and eat. Irony, ladies and gents. Crazy. Why, why are you making it so complicated? In simple word. They should have said, put your fiat hard-earned life savings on this side, and we will pull it out from this side. 
You put it. You put it in A. We pull out from B. You hold bags. We go by Lambos. That's it. It's not that difficult. But nope, they have to make it so complicated. I don't get it. So current state with all the regulations and all this thing that's happening, okay, it's gonna be very hard because the market, the crypto, the regulation, the politicians, they're gonna make this market their bitch. I said this before. They're gonna make their market the bitch. And we will not probably see this crazy 100Xs or whatever in the future. It's going to be hard. And I'm not just saying from a US citizen perspective. I'm saying the worldwide. A lot of people out there, oh, Hong Kong is going to be the next bull run, being the next bull run. Or what? Uh, Singapore will bring the next bull run. Whatever, dude. You really see, you really want to exclude United States? Go for it. No problem. It's all good. <laughs> but anyways, let's have keep an open mind. But all I can tell you is it's going to be very difficult to have any sort of gains like that, 100x or 200x, it's going to be very difficult. But there are still chances, okay? Right now, if whoever is playing, there, there's a lot of money to be made as well, if you understand longing and shorting and all that. But I wouldn't suggest you to go and leverage if you really don't understand the game. But there are ways. My friend yesterday talked to me and he was like, dude, I'm, I'm actually making money by, in the stock market by doing this puts and yeah, calls and stuff, which I don't want to discuss right now, maybe some other day. I'll talk about my strong journey my GME and AMC strong journey and how this crypto YouTuber trace trade. Matter of fact, I did a video on him earlier today. Man, literally seen that happen as well, unfold. So I'll just keep that aside, all right? So there are ways to make money right now, but you have to be very careful. As a retailer on that, I would rather say focus on making money by doing work, real work, okay? You can have a lot of side income, side hustles and stuff with AI. I mentioned this several times. It's out there. As a matter of fact, I will try to give you as much value as possible, okay? I'm gonna, like a lot of people say, uh, oh, you're telling me to do that. Can you just show me what to follow? All right, I'll try to give you some, I'll give you the um, A's and the point, A to Z, whatever. I wouldn't say A to Z, at least from A to some extent. And then you have to do the rest of the work. I cannot just hold your hands, it's not possible. But I'm gonna give you some good information and then you have to take it from there, all right? Because yeah, often I keep telling you, hey, you can do AI thing, you can do that, but I don't show you that, right? Because, and also, if you get on YouTube right now, there's so much of garbage, literally you're going to waste time not knowing what to find. If you, <laughs> everything, like out there on YouTube right now, faceless YouTube channel, thousands of them, same garbage. None of them are working. So you're going to waste time, right? So I'll do my best in the future, all right? But right now, all I can tell you, be an early adopter. AI is here to stay. Probably will take 49% of jobs in 2030, most likely. All the low-tier jobs, it's, it's happening, unfortunately. All the call centers and stuff, it, it's gone. So what you can do is just adapt. You can help it. You adapt, you stitch yourself, educate yourself. Before that happens, we can just educate and be really top. And that's the way we can beat the system, all right? I was watching this documentary yesterday, Ameri Americond. Holy moly. I mean, I don't, I'm not here to blame the system, but there are a lot of things I've seen in the system which is rigged, and it's true. I'm not here to like create controversy, right? Only if Andrew Tate understood certain things and he was responsible, but that dude is, he's, he lost it. Like he loses it all the time. I mean, he makes sense to some extent. All right, that's what I'm saying. Like there are certain things he says, which makes sense to me. Like, yeah, this system is rigged and that I've seen it. It's right, it's true. You have to make it yourself. Like this whole fucking system is there to make you poor and to literally drop the money and put in the top whatever one person. I mean, it's real. but. The thing is, if he says that and sticks to that, but then all of a sudden he'll come and say something totally outlandish and stupid, and then we'll lose the audience. So fuck, man. 
Tate, come on, Tate. Could have done better than that. But anyways, ladies and gents, don't want to get too controversial, but I know some things out there, it's just crazy, all right? But it doesn't mean we can't fix it. Together with our power, together, what's that, Power Rangers? Captain Planet, Captain Planet. No, that's something else. Anyways, together, we can actually unite and do something decent, all right? So hang on. When the market goes down, dollar cost average if you don't have much money, but right now, focus on making money. Focus on making dinero as much as possible. Cut down your expenses. Don't go eat outside unnecessary stuff like food. This year, from the beginning, I haven't ate nothing outside. Zero meals spent in restaurants. Too bad. I know, a lot of people, oh my God, that's why they didn't earn much tips. I mean, dude, I'm in debt. <laughs> if I have a negative net worth, how do you expect me to go and donate money or give tips? It's not easy, right? So anyways, we all have struggles and we got to fight it. And I just wanted to do the right way. And I'm nowhere close to being perfect. I just preach authenticity and I want to remain that way. So whatever I've said today in this episode, all I can tell you is just take it with a grain of salt, but have an open mind and understand where I'm coming from, okay? Don't trust, verify, and accumulate as much money as possible, dollar cost average into some decent coins, which we can discuss down the road. And in the next bull run, we will just sell. We will buy, we will sell, not the other way around. In the last bull run, I bet you a lot of us, including me, we were buying and now we are holding backs. We were supposed to sell in a bull run, not buy. Those influencers didn't tell us that because they were literally offloading it onto us, unfortunately. All right. So ladies and gents, thanks for listening. I appreciate your time. If you have any questions, put them in the comments and I'll do my best someday actually check on the comments and have an episode just dedicated to comments, literally. Okay. In the next episode, I really don't know which topic I'm going to discuss, but I have Amazon Influencer. I have some faceless YouTube channel I want to discuss, like how I can, I'm making it work. I'll just give you my two cents. Okay. My experiences and a few other things. Okay. And there are a lot of things I'm going to talk about, which are in the past. I have to tell you the story for context. And once I'm done with all my past stories, my struggles or whatever, so you understand exactly why I'm like this. Why is this guy so real? Because shit has happened to me in my life that made me who I am. <laughs> okay. I wasn't always like this. It just something always happens, makes people what they are. Right. So as long as it's for the good, for the benefits, benefits of humanity, not just the opposite. So anyways, uh, stay tuned. I hope you enjoyed and got something to take away. Rebel, over and out.